Hey everybody, welcome back for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Bear Dudley, and I'm here in the Washed Media Studios, aka The Lodge, joined to my right by the painter man himself. It's Mr. Phil Battaglia. What's going on? What up? Heard you're, uh, heard you're doing some painting. No, I'm not doing any painting. No, no, you're hiring That's a painter. That's correct. Have you ever heard of Roman clay? No. This is a style of, of, of painting, of wall paint. That adds a little bit of texture. Oh, I see. You got to swirl it around a little bit. It gives a little raised look. It's very, I think it's been around for a long time. It's maybe currently back in vogue. I may be uh, called to do some Roman painting here pretty soon. Uh, we'll see how it goes. What is uh, the big topic for today, obviously, here on the Club Cool podcast? Um, what is your favorite texture of paint? <laughs> <laughs> you an orange peel man? Are you a. I, uh, I love, you know, this isn't really a texture, I don't believe, but it's a. Um, a sheen, I guess. Mm. I like a high gloss. High gloss. I like a high gloss. Nobody's doing high gloss these yeah, days. Yeah, we did a high gloss in our our half bath. You can't tell because there's no natural light in it. Uh huh. But it's there. Yeah. I like high gloss. Uh, but we're gonna do an eggshell in the bedroom, in the hallway, in the stairwell. That we're that's doing. the way, that's the way to go yeah. in the in the home. You yes. know, you want a nice matte, just a little bit of polish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that that's exciting. Yeah. What do you what do you got from uh, from Juiceland over there? This is a, a Wonder Chosen. Wonder Chosen, classic. Yeah, it is. Do you do you ever get the feeling that when you order the Wonder Chosen, they kind of like give you an eye roll? Yeah. Like yeah. this moment. Another fucking another Wonder Chosen. Yeah. This guy just wants his peanut butter and his banana. And my way. And your way. I'm bulking. And <laughs> and a little bit of spinach to make it green and and make you feel better. Hey, I feel good about myself. Yeah. Um, that's actually, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about, cause today's, what today's podcast is actually, um, all about is, uh, I, I put up a little prompt on the, uh, the Instagram last week, got a bunch of good stuff. Mm. Everything we talk about today is basically inspired from, from something that, that one of our listeners dropped in there. So thank you as always. Uh, also, by the way, I know I've mentioned this before, but nothing shady is happening on the Instagram. I just archived every single post that I ever posted. It was like, you know, it was a lot. It was, I think it was 40,000. You deleting posts? I'm, that, I no reaction. It was not 40,000 posts, Phil. Oh, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's not even listening to me over here. Uh, no, I just, it. I, I'm, I'm going back to the drawing board on, look, it's very, I don't know. I'm sure many of you have out there have tried to start an Instagram account or, 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 build your own follower set. It is very difficult to post all, like yeah, two a, a day. To, like, yeah, two a day or even one a day or at any type of like a regular clip. And I was getting especially bad about it. Um, and so I, I just decided it was going to be weird if I just all of a sudden started posting again. And there was like this big three month gap. I didn't want to do that. So I got, um, I got to think about exactly what, what, what I want everything to look like and what exactly we should post. And and, and on Instagram right now, it's weird because it's like it feels like if it's not shareable, then it's not worth even putting up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's not a meme or if it's not funny or if it's not a video or if it's not like. Can we just become a meme account? Everybody's a meme account, though. So I got I want to zag when when the others are zigging. Let's do the milk crate challenge first right out of the gates. That'll get the people going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be on brand for Wash Media to to do a challenge. They've we- already done that, Weeks right? after it. Circling uh, back down it. They have it? They're not no, going to do it. No. 
They did talk about it. They they were very on top of of talking about it though. Really? Yeah. Like it came out one day before they did a podcast about it. Usually it's more on brand for them to be like weeks behind a, yeah. a challenge or a trend <laughs> or a or a TikTok thing. Anyway, I got to figure it out. And then and then I'm going to set what I'm going to do is I'm going to set an alarm on my phone Every, like however whatever the clip is maybe I'll start I'll start small once every 3 days or something. Mm-hmm. And then when that alarm goes off I have to post. I have to figure out something to post. Wow, that's even if it's hot garbage. That's going to be tough. But I, I I don't know. So we're we're not there yet, but the stories are still going every once in a while and it's a great place to uh to to send us questions in the DMs or whatever. We're just not posting right now because frankly I I I don't even know that posting stuff is worth it on 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 there. Do one of those posts that like stitches everything together. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But nothing nothing is afoot. Uh-huh. You know. Unless somebody wants to buy the the handle mm-hmm. with all of its four thousand followers, mm-hmm. I will sell it for like uh, ten grand. Ten, huh? Yeah. I was thinking more like fifty. <laughs> That's a nice round number. Um okay. So anyway, just vegetarian recipes. I know you're a big veg guy. Mm-hmm. You love you love to veg. I love. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are your top recommendations for blogs, cookbooks, or or any other resources that that you like to get vegetarian recipes from? Uh, bon Appetit. Bon Appetit's great. Uh, a product of that would be Molly Boz. I, I think we're both familiar with her. She, I think she's still with them. She has a cookbook that I bought for Ashley. Um, it's not all vegetarian by any means, but. You can, she has suggestions in there. Um, so full disclosure, Ashley is by far at the helm of all the She cooks, you clean. Exactly. Right, right. So I have no clue what I'm doing. Uh, but the stuff that she turns out is always great. And it's primarily driven from cookbooks uh, and also stuff she sees on Instagram. Her Instagram is probably 99% cooking stuff okay yeah 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 that's a good place to start food 52 bon appetit yeah um follow all the blogs on there Mm -hmm. that uh that um you know that you might follow online that's that that's typically what i do is i go to the blogs that i used for use for any recipes and then almost all of them have like vegetarian sections Mm -hmm. right so one of my favorite vegetarian things to cook is a uh is a pizza that's from half-baked harvest and you don't you you don't have to make your own dough. You just you know go to the grocery store, or buy some frozen dough, or mm-hmm. buy um, you can go to, you can usually depending on 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 your grocery store, you go to the prep prepared food section, mm-hmm. and they probably have some pizza dough that, back yeah. there for you that you can buy individually. Uh, it's not expensive. Roll it all out. Rolling pin is huge. The first time I did the, the first several times I did this pizza recipe, I was trying to roll out my dough and just push it out with my hands. It was a world of difference to have an actual rolling pin. You felt like a flower total on. idiot. Like I'm like doing like I'm getting holes in the dough. It's all it's all a, yeah. a mess. It looks like you're trying to toss it up. No, no, of course I was not doing that with no <laughs> rolling pin. Now I'm like now I'm you know you're tossing. Now I'm having pizza parties yeah. tossing t- tossing so much pizza dough. <laughs> Uh, but so get yourself a rolling pin. That's just a quick aside about, about pizzas. But anyway, it's like, it's very, it's a pesto base. It's got zucchini on it. It's got kale on it, a bunch of cheese, some pistachios. It's amazing. I got it. I pulled it from Half-Baked Harvest. So the other ones I like to look at, Half-Baked Harvest, Pinch of Yum, 
And then what's Gabi cooking? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabi, she was a, she's a good one because she was a, she got her start being a private chef mm-hmm. for celebs. Uh-huh, they all are. Yeah. So, uh, and then as far as cookbooks, uh, there's a, there's a, a woman, her name is Lindsay Maitland Hunt. Her first cookbook is called Healthyish, mm-hmm. and if you be careful because if you Google Healthyish, there's also like a section of somebody else's website called Healthyish or something. That's like an it's a brand of some sort. But then her cookbook is also called Healthyish. It's got a fat section of vegetarian recipes that are yeah. all really good, and there are some soups. I'm a big soup guy. There's some good vegetarian soups in there as well. And then she's got a new cookbook called Help Yourself, and it is. It's uh, it's basically a sequel, but it's like a little bit more geared towards like gut health. Yeah, um, and it's it's got plenty of of uh, of of good vegetarian recipes in there as well. Look, I've never come across a scenario. Although there's only one I would substitute, but to where there is <clears throat> a meal that I've had that's there's no where it's all vegetarian. Where I'm like, damn, I really wish there was meat in this. Like it's really missing that meat flavor, whether it be chicken, beef pork, whatever. Never. Because you, there's so many substitutes out there that will take on whatever flavors you want them to take on. Yeah. That are either soy-based or other stuff, like beans or anything that can take on the flavor. Yeah. The only other, the thing that I would I really miss out on is like if you're having like eggs and bacon, you, you need the bacon. Mm. Or at mm-hmm. least like a mm-hmm. turkey bacon. Yeah. Turkey bacon's gross. I like turkey bacon. Do you? (laughs) I would rather regular bacon, of course. You know where I get the turkey bacon? Sometimes I get the turkey bacon breakfast sandwich from Starbucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) What what do you think is going... You think Starbucks breakfast sandwiches, is that just... Do I even want to know, like, really, like, the process or how they get shipped all around or what's happening with those things? I trust them for whatever reason. I I feel like I do too, but yeah. also at the same time, I, I don't know. Like I almost have more trust in like a, I almost have. I was thinking about this because I was looking at the calorie count in the Starbucks breakfast sandwiches, and I was like, "Well, I want what? How does this compare to you know the McDonald's mm-hmm. uh, McMuffin, egg McMuffin, mm-hmm. which is uh, goaded, uh, and uh, it's it's pretty comparable. Egg McMuffin's like relatively healthy." Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all things considered. I just don't like, I, I've never had one, but the texture of that Egg McMuffin uh-huh. egg, I'm out. You're out. Totally. <laughs> that looks disgusting. <laughs> it's so good, man. Ugh. Yeah. I'm picturing now Michael Scott eating that one that Ryan brought him and he takes the bun off. <laughs> it was yeah. like from Wendy's. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing about, the other thing, like, I hear what you're saying. When I have a good vegetarian recipe, mm-hmm. I, I I don't miss the meat like, mm-hmm. for sure. But it's just like chicken is kind of a cheat code in the in in home cooking. I feel like mm-hmm. like whenever we need, you know, that's always like the fallback. It's like if 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 there's if there's if I got nothing, I can at least go grab some chicken breasts and like throw them on the grill. Yeah, or I can at least do like a. You know, I can chop up some chicken and some veggies and do like a simmer sauce and make like an easy, a very easy kind of like makeshift stir fry slash curry type thing. And I don't know what the, I don't know what the sub is cauliflower. for that really. Cauliflower. 100%. Yeah. It's the same thing. 
It doesn't have the same fucking texture, but it'll soak up all the flavors. Yeah. It'll do the same exact... Ashley does this cauliflower bolognese that replaces the meat with the cauliflower. Okay. It is fantastic, dude. The, the, there's a, there is a tofu bolognese on Camille Styles' website uh-huh. that's really, really good, that- too. I'm, I'm like, little, like one of my favorite home pasta dishes. I'm off a little bit on tofu. That's another texture that I don't really enjoy. This so this one fixes it for you uh-huh. because you just take the you take the tofu and it's not like chunks. You just crumble it all down yeah. and then you cook it down with like the carrots and the mushrooms and the onion and all that and the tomato mm-hmm. sauce. And so it's just like I like that. Yeah, you don't you don't know what it you don't know which way is up at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you could sit somebody down and tell them, yeah, that's diced up chicken or whatever yes. and like oh great this yeah. is fantastic yeah for sure um okay i'm also sitting here phil before <clears throat> we get into to some to some more directional talk uh here are my off-white dunks they mm-hmm. came they showed up you want to see one yeah now i got this is lot number i got lot number three um we've got it's the gray leather it's the white canvas and i've got a purple heel tab here and then a and then a a, a kind of a bright purple tongue and then a very very light lavender overlace now i don't think that i would have put this in like my top 10 had i been you know selecting choosing for myself i love the gray though like get rid of everything else if this was just a dunk that was the gray it's gray and white yeah totally and that's and and i probably will you can see now i'm basically i know there's been some questions about how you tie this overlace I basically I, I took the cue from the Sakai stuff with the double laces, mm-hmm. and you just you just pull it together with a regular lace and tie them up yeah. in the same knot. And I think that is I think that is perfect. I think it looks way better than like trying to move this overlace thing over to the side. Um, the 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 nice thing is that I think while I might have been more attracted to like some of the brighter kind of pop color overlaces, this light purple is like if you just glance, it looks gray. It almost looks like the rest of the shoe. Mm-hmm. So I actually probably probably more versi- versatile than had I gotten like the neon blue or green overlace. Does that tongue have the hole in it as well? It's, so this tongue has a hole and a cutout. Oh, okay. So, um, but the but couple of questions to go off these or, or one more thing. You can pull this outer la- this the overlace out and then just kind of put these little loops inside their little holes. And wear them without the overlace. Yeah. So they're, you know, you don't have to keep this thing on if yeah. you just kind of want to wear a gray and white dunk. I, I like them a lot. They're but they're, cool. yeah, they're cool. Uh, there were some questions about how to wear these things. I, I, I'm i not finding it that hard just right. off jump. Um, I've just got on like regular Nike shorts today, the ones that we all know about and talk about, mm-hmm. and a t-shirt. And uh, it seems very easy. And then as far as like getting into cooler weather, man, I think they're going to go with everything yeah. from like n- any of the workwear pants, double knees, uh, looser denim, frayed hems or raw edge stuff. Uh, and then in, you know, warmer climates, like man, any kind of nice, just like easy chill short, whether it's mesh, you know, mm-hmm. mesh baggies from uniform or the Nike shorts or the e-waist from Gap or like whatever else, like don't sell them. I'm not selling no, like they're free ninety nine, man. This is house money, baby. <laughs> um, What's the deal with the box? Did you tape that yeah, up? No, no, no. So I, I wanted to show you the box as well because this is really nice. This is 
this is the type of thing that like makes me not want to sell them mm-hmm. because the, the the marketing and the packaging and the presentation is so well thought out here. Like, and so the, if, if you guys are watching youtube.com slash wash media, if you want to see this, obviously it's very easy to just Google off white dunk box, but like you have all these holes cut out, yeah. which, which mirrors what's going on with the shoes and what, and, and what Virgil has been doing on like the, the, the Jordan fives or whatever. And, and on a bunch of the other stuff that he's doing, uh, it's got really cool, like very like bright yellow kind of mustardy orange, uh, packing paper with off white logos, uh, the lot number is like hand checked off of the box, and so it's just like it looks like it's been kind of taped up a little bit. So it's very cool, you know. You it's, can use this for the holidays. You can wrap hmm. some presents. Yeah, I could <laughs> with the off white paper. But um, pretty satisfied overall with with how this all worked. And I could not figure out. I know that there was like a little hack to figure out which ones you were getting before they came. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I think maybe they even like fixed that in the in the back end or whatever. Oh, so you just put in for any of them? No. So the so that's how this worked. There were fifty lots, right? Uh-huh. You can see see it over here. Yeah, yeah. Right, and like the only way to get these was to get the little notification in Sneakers yeah. app. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have access. And then all you saw was this box, and you just you picked up your size, and then they send you whatever lot. That's great. And so I, I didn't know what they were going to look like until I opened it up, which again is like a really fun piece of this whole yeah. thing that they did here. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to having these and, and toying them, toying around with them a little bit. Uh, another question that we got in regards to these, or, or at least inspired by all the stories coming out about these, is like basically. How rampant do you actually think theft by courier services is mm-hmm. or is not? And this is something that I've definitely I've I've thought about long before the issues that that occurred with with these. And I've always thought that that stuff was way overblown. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times a package has been marked delivered and then like doesn't show up until the next day mm-hmm. or even hours later. Or like there's or, or or gets hung up in the system for I've had stuff sit in USPS over the past eighteen months for days. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, some some stuff you you know you're shipping from Austin to Arkansas and it'll go to like New York or California to like a hub over there for 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 no apparent reason. You know, mm-hmm. shit just gets mixed up and happens, and and the drivers are so overwhelmed and so swamped with the number of packages that have been flying around over the last. Two years, I would say that that stuff just gets like caught up sometimes, and I, I I'm usually I have always been of the opinion that like your package is probably somewhere, like it's probably getting to you. Mm-hmm. I just those drivers, for the most part, I don't. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about that little flip line, like when he says, "Get a job at Papado, work my way up to manager, and rob the hoe." It's like. <laughs> These guys are not like these guys and, and girls are they're not they're not working their they're not working their butts off for this job only to like steal one pair of shoes to make a few hundred right. dollars. It'd have to be like and then get fired. Yeah. Which is why after Nike specifically told me that there were that there had been issues like with the shoes in between Nike's warehouses and FedEx warehouses. That's when I was like, that's when I let the wheels kind of spin and go crazy. And I was like, oh man, Christopher Moltisanti and Brendan Falone 
they knocked this truck off. You know what I mean? They're in co- they're in, they're in cahoots with uh, with the FedEx or the Nike mm-hmm. warehouse, and they're they're you know they're knocking off a whole truck of these. That'd be the only way to do it. Yeah. So that's that. And 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 again, I I I let myself go there. I still, even though I I talked about it on the podcast, I still said there was a fifty shot fifty percent shot that these were going to show up still. The percentage is obvious. I should have I should have made that higher. But my point is, I, I I hadn't I hadn't lost all hope, all faith in the system. Um, it was just extra interesting that Nike was essentially saying, yes, there was a big issue, stuff got lost or misplaced or what or dot dot dot. Here's your money back. Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's why I was. But as far as like individual package theft, I, I don't really think it's happening all all that much. I, I will say. As we've talked about before, and, and as there's a lot of a lot of discourse online about the 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 new Nike boxes, uh, the tape is one thing. Like it, that is a giveaway that it is a Nike product. But like, what's the percentage of Nike packages out there that have something like this in them? Yeah, one percent, mm-hmm. maybe. I, I don't know. Like, so this came in one of those janky ass boxes, though, right? No, these did not. Really? Yeah, but I I saw pictures of them uh-huh. in those things with the where the bottom has yeah. no tape on it and essentially can push yeah. can push open and see what's inside. I do I do think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, they should probably not use those boxes, mm-hmm. even more so than the black just do it tape. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a fan of those boxes because it's too easy to just punch your hand in there and mm-hmm. grab something out or see a shoe box and and be able to kind of like finagle your way into reading what the what pair of shoes yeah. is in there well as you so. know you know you have to get the ring doorbell and then stalk it once it hits the the ground like i do and just wait for somebody <laughs> to come steal it okay here's the thing about the ring doorbells though <laughs> even if you catch the thief yeah, what are you gonna what do? are you gonna do nothing nothing they're gone it's such a joke so it's a it's a it, a deterrent at most uh, yes, right yes so like just get I don't know so that's is a, this is a great idea we somebody should just be making little fake ring boxes to just pop on your yeah on your uh, sure on your thing I love the ring commercial where the guys like hey you guys get out of here <laughs> and they're like oh my god they run off yeah and are these are like <laughs> I, I can't how many next door posts have I seen of like uh-huh. people posting the things but it's like. People are wearing hats or masks or they look right in the fucking camera. And there's steal no, there's, it. They there's, don't care. there's no way to, to, yeah, it's <laughs> the only difference is that, like, I guess you know for sure somebody swiped something like off of your watch, porch. I like to watch myself getting ripped off. <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes it better. You, you like to be just nervous as hell the whole time, just <laughs> yeah. torture yourself, go through the whole thing of, um, like, I know somebody is going to steal this. Here package. they come. Here they come. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little, you get a little alert on your phone yeah. every time there's motion. Uh huh. Yeah. So you just every time you just no, I turn that shit off. <laughs> that was so annoying. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Nike Dunks, they arrived. We're a fan. Uh, we're we're gonna talk some fall stuff, some fall questions, some fall um, some fall lines to discuss a little bit. But first, let's take a quick break and hear from today's sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bruce. You've heard me talk about Bruce a few times. I actually, I meant to bring my Bruce in because I love this thing. You can do a little brushing. I wanted, I, I, I will brush live on air. I really will. That's, that's, 
how enjoyable the whole experience is. Um, it's one of those things like I still have my little, my old toothbrush sitting next to my brush and every once in a while I just like, I pick it up and just, I, and I, you know, I brush with that one. Yeah. And I'm just like, why did I do that? Like I, I, it's, but it's, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta remind myself how amazing the brush is. And every time I'm just like, God, this is, this is what clean teeth, this is what a clean yes. mouth feels like. Mm-hmm. I like to go on the daily. It's got six different modes that you can do with your brush, bunch of different colors. I've got the, the beautiful matte black, which looks very nice and sleek sitting up on my, on my counter. Um, but you can, you can choose any number of beautiful seasonal colors that, that suit your personality better. Anyway, six modes to choose from here. I go for the daily one and, uh, and then I go tongue, you know, just <laughs> when I'm feeling a little, a little spicy there, uh, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta keep that tongue clean too. Yeah. Uh, four week battery life. It comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. And guess what? You never forget to change your brush head again because it's got a great subscription program to boot. Bruce ships you new replacement heads every six months. So you're never stuck using a worn down brush head. Um, again, aesthetically pleasing design comes in trend driven seasonal colors, looks great on your bathroom counter and it's just an all around great brushing experience. And, and after you get one of these things, you're just going to be like, why did I not have this? Why was I not using a brush? Get $15 off your brush toothbrush kit and refill plan. When you use promo code club, cool, that's one word club, cool at brush.com B R U U S H.com 15 bucks off using the promo code club cool go check them out right now you will not regret it best brushing experience of your entire life one more time get $15 off your toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use the promo code club cool at bruch.com all right phil how about some uh how about some fall talk how about some fall questions cool uh last week Brand, brand favorite brand of the pod, pod favorite brand, mm. excuse me. I'm a Leon Dor. Dropped uh, dropped a lookbook and then collection number one. Did you get a chance to uh, to look through some of this stuff? Uh, no. Why don't we throw it up on the screen? Okay, I'm going to throw it up on the screen for you. Um, I just had basically basic questions about how how we felt about this collection. By the way, I'm sorry. I know there's a light blocking one of your screens. You're in the, oh. you're you're in the situation at the at the sports bar. When you've got two TVs yeah. and you don't really know which one to look at, yeah, and like maybe there's like a little bit of something messing you up on one, but it's maybe it's kind of the better one. I feel like that's what I, you're I going think on. This is probably the better one. That's the better one, but well, that one's yeah. got a bit of a light. It's, you have an obstructed view over there a little. But bit. I have the cameras here. The, they're sick of seeing my big head from the side. <laughs> I'd rather look. Down. You want to give them the straight on. The straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also a much bigger fan of my straight on than I am of my profile. Okay. You know, so it's it's. That's that's why we work together so well on this podcast. Yeah. We're just straight on boys, not profile boys. Um, <laughs> hey, we shoot straight, Randy. Here is the uh, here's the lookbook, and I, I I feel like this is the first season from them I've, where I've ever heard a little bit of negativity, and I don't know why exactly that was. I've I've got a couple ideas that I'll talk to that I'll I'll talk to you about here. Um. But I'll start off with with the the positives first, which is that there's just nobody else styling like Teddy Santis and mm-hmm. team. This dude is next level at like creating all of this stuff and then putting together putting it together on his models in a extremely pleasing way. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the, most of this stuff, I don't like. I don't need or want. But when I look through this, it's just like, damn! It's just like the type of, it's the type of layering and styling that just that makes you really want to start dressing. <laughs> yeah, uh, as we say. Um, and and there's still a lot of that here. There's still an incredible uh, display of color theory, and the way that he pairs all of his pieces together is just is very very nice. Um, headwear, the, the shirts, the outerwear, everything. So he he nailed he nailed that once again. I think where some of the negativity is stemming from is that. And the, be- the best way that I know how to, do- to to kind of explain this is that there is something that feels a little bit paint by numbers mm. about I'm a Leon Dor. Mm-hmm. And sweatshirts have always looked like that. And what I, what I mean by that is that he kind of takes the he kind of checks the same boxes every single season. Yeah, especially from fall to fall and from spring to spring. Now, you might you might be saying, well, a lot of brands could say that, like brands just iterate on, on what they do. And and it feels weird for me to say, cause we definitely just like, we definitely take what, like at Howler, we take what works and we put a new spin on it and we create something new that, that fits right in with that. But the thing is we're more, we're not a fashion fashion brand. We're an outdoor and a lifestyle brand that like kind of plays around a little bit in the fashion space. Whereas I may like really treats itself as a fully fledged fashion line. Right. But then you compare it to something like John Elliott, right? Another brand that we constantly reference and talk about on this podcast. John Elliott is constantly playing with with fit and proportion, and they're doing all sorts of weird like reconstruction and 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 they they change the fit of t-shirts and sweatpants and there's multiple different iterations and they take really big swings on washes and textures and fabrics and all that type of stuff. And it doesn't always work. They miss a lot. Mm-hmm. But 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 the fact that they are the, that they are really kind of like trying to push their own boundaries forward, I think, and push the envelope on like what on on how we perceive the brand and what we think John Elliott can offer and do. Right, starts with the elevated basics. It starts with the villain hoodies and the Escobar sweatpants, and now they're like doing fully fledged leather lines and mm-hmm. and crazy Japan denim and like all sorts of you know they keep growing and expanding and twisting and iterating and like spinning it out into into becoming bigger and bigger. I may is very much like we're doing sweaters, we're doing outerwear, and then we're releasing our hoodie and sweatpants, which have been the exact same for four years now, in a new color palette that will be nice. Mm-hmm. You know what? Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. A little bit like, and and the silhouettes of 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 some of the jackets this fall are definitely different. You know, you've got this kind of double breasted looking um, fleece or shearling piece, and they're doing a varsity. And I'm kind of sick of a varsity jacket. You kind of what? Sick of those. Sick of those. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it, I just feel like they, like this brand more than any, just like knows its boxes and it just checks them off. Yeah. And so I, I do, I think that that is a part of why you may be seeing a little bit of fatigue among its kind of core fan base. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, they blew out of $400 made in China flannels and people are trying to resell them on Grailed for like $800. Uh, this this leather jacket right here, which came in two different colorways, um, it's kind of a, a very, very classic bomber jacket. It, it even has like a 90s feel. It's embroidered on the back. It came in this kind of like 
eggplanty Bordeaux purple, and then like a very dark green. Reasonably pr- priced for a leather jacket, it was under a thousand dollars. People have these listed on Grailed for two and a half thousand dollars. Wow. Which it's leads beautiful which, though. Which which leather. Which brings me to my next point. <clears throat> this season, more than any, I am fully convinced that I'm Ellie Andor is supreme for adults. <laughs> and that that makes me like that hurts yeah. because it's not why it's not why I was attracted to this brand and it's not why I, I got into it. Uh-huh. But I'm but I'm even treating it like that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like like I had like I'm trained for the drops and every time I'm like, yeah, I'll probably grab one or two things from this drop because it's like that's and I that's how that's how people are with Supreme too, you know? They they pick a couple things that they like every time and that and those are the things that they go for. But it's not it's not something where you, it's 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 far more transactional in that way. It's you're not just kind of like perusing and you're like, "Oh, well, maybe I'll wait for season collection 2." So I can see all this stuff together because if you do that, then then most of this shit is gone. Yeah, and so it it, it trains you in that way to like be grabbing things almost just because you know you need to grab something instead of like treating it more as mm-hmm. a, a as a whole and and seeing the whole thing and kind of like slowly absorbing and then making care more careful choices. Yeah, if you will. <clears throat> but this is so much better than no Supreme at one oh one million percent and that's I, I i mean like i'm i'm being a little bit derisive with that term but at the same time like i'm i'm not i haven't stopped shopping i may yeah like i i i, I still love this brand i I still think the stuff is beautiful and and i'm still pretty invested in in what they're doing it's just the the combination of like this the the selling out drop model the people selling this shit for absurd prices mm-hmm. on grailed and then the fact that they really don't leave their comfort zone, like this is the same, like, you know, 90s polo Nautica with a little bit of the New York swagger and like bringing in some Todd Snyder and J. Crew influence and then like a dash of the streetwear as well. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been the formula for for as long as I can remember, essentially. Yeah. And so they're not like, does this th- now if you pull up fall 17 or whatever, does this look a lot different? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, it's, it's just a little bit, there, there, there is some uniformity always Mm -hmm. in these collections and, and, and that's where, where maybe some fatigue sets in. Uh, I just, I don't know who's paying these grilled prices for this stuff, by the way. Yeah, dude. Because like, you know, if you, uh, you want that leather jacket for two and a half thousand dollars, I got news for you. There are a lot lot nicer better options right? for two and a half thousand dollars right you can go get yourself a custom hand-painted Bodie senior cord jacket for less than 2k <laughs> like please do not go on grail and pay these resale prices for this shit it's not worth it's it i wild, promise man. especially after they moved all their production overseas so uh still big fan of this stuff but they're they're much like uh ted lasso season two there's been some unexpected backlash this season i haven't watched it <laughs> Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see if I had any other, uh, notes here. I don't think so. Um, so we can move on. Let's talk about another line that just dropped. Shameless plug, Haller Brothers Fall 21 also came out last week. I always feel really good when we drop same week as I made us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we're on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously, 
a couple of pieces here really stand out to me as some of the best stuff that I that we've ever put out from like a more like you know pushing our own boundaries into the fashion space. Um, one is one that I'll just pull up for you here because I wanted to talk about it is the it's called the Travail work jacket. And man, if 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 you pay attention to the other podcasts on this uh, on this network, then you you probably know that it's almost jacket season. Yeah, and this is the first time that that we've done one, and uh, I'm I'm proud to say that I had some fingerprints on this one too. Uh, pushing for the tonal embroidery on the chest, and then this is one where we this shirt in its sample form format and sample iteration was just kind of an overshirt, mm-hmm. and we decided that we we wanted to put some pockets on it, and so for just for those curious of like what kind of how my role works there. Like once we're into that production format, that's kind of all under my jurisdiction. So I designed the pocket structure for this jacket and how it fit in and how it, where it attaches to the seams and like what the fabric behind the, uh, the body fabric is, what color it was and how all of that construction worked. So go to the green option. Uh, that is the, that's the olive option. Olive. Okay. The, 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 there's a washed Navy and a, uh, and a battle green. Man, I like that one. Yeah. And this will it this will restock uh in a couple of weeks. Just so what did you decide for for the lining? And- um so the lining is like a is like a very kind of smooth feeling nylon blend. Yeah. Cotton nylon blend. Um and the uh in, in the battle green I, I think in both in both versions it's almost like a dyed to match colorway. Mm. So there we, orig- we we had originally talked about like a pop color mm-hmm. inside, and I think we just went I'm I'm pretty sure we just went stand. I know we did it on the green because I I already bought one of these. Um, Looks like they're almost sold out. That's what I'm saying. They're, we're we're rest- we're restocking it. We're just you seen these? There's 44 container ships off the coast of Los Angeles really? right now that cannot unload because there aren't enough workers to <sighs> to do it. We've got beanies Wild. just sitting <clears throat> that are I don't know where they are. We don't know where they are because um, the warehouse space like outside of the airport hangers is all is full there so much so how about this the the austin airport like the cargo airport has asked if we can come get stuff off off the like off the cargo planes like off the tarmac basically drive your ass out there because they don't well we've we've got our our distribution center working on it um but like that's this is just you know, really pulling back the curtain, really nitty gritty, like supply chain stuff is just an absolute mm-hmm. catastrophe Wow! right now. And so, you know, just reverting back to, to IMA, like one of the things that I ordered from drop one had a said it will be shipped in one to three weeks. And I guarantee you that is because it's sitting on a container ship mm-hmm. and they don't know when it's going to be able to get off. Like, and so th- it might take three weeks. 44 container ships sitting off the coast of LA with nowhere to nowhere to pull in, nowhere to unload, with nowhere others to, behind them, I'm sure. With more coming, I'm I'm quite sure. Mm. So it's just a real a real real mess out there and uh you know, plenty of brands, I may John Elliott included, you I'm you I'm sure you've already seen some kind of like uh swaggy p question mark face meme like at the prices. <laughs> And that is, that's the beginning of like, while those are, are, are kind of hype adjacent fashion brands. So some of that is certainly them pushing up 
just because that's what they do. That's that's how they have to continue playing their game. This is also just the beginning of an of of inflation all across the board in all consumer products, but especially with clothing, because like there are just so many so many moving pieces to yeah. to clothing. You got you know it's fabric mills and then trims. We're having a hard time getting YKK zippers right now. And all that stuff comes together into the that all, then all you take all those products and you put it into the factory which are short on workers. And so your lead times are way longer, which means you got to sh- use faster shipping, which everybody is doing right now, so that's four times more expensive than it was 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Just so everything, like on top of already escalating inflation, is why you're definitely going to see clothing get more expensive, potentially more, uh, at a faster rate than some other consumer products do. Yeah, because it just if it, none, very few of these brands are vertical, you know, uh, and 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 it's just a there's a lot that goes into it, uh, and when you see. When you see a when you when you see I may do a wool cargo pant for two ninety five in fall twenty, and then they're four ninety five in fall twenty one. Yeah, that's that's way more than them gouging you. That yeah. something happened there. Yeah, like the price of wool like probably tripled is what happened, but it's a product that they were already making and they were like, well, we're we're going to make these. But also, there's some guys on the the ALD Discord that kind of like have the right tools to, to, to see number of units. Mm. And like on a, on a, one of those pairs of wool cargo pants, 10 pairs across all sizes. Whoa. And maybe they have 10 more in, in the store in New York city, but that, but 20, 20 pieces total. Like that is like some, that's some, that's some custom shit. That is some made to order shit. You're, that's not even, that's nowhere close to any manufacturer I've ever heard of as minimum. So they're they're probably paying when you when you buy like a salesman sample to go to a trade show. That's usually that you usually pay like one and a half times what the mm-hmm. garment costs to make. Mm-hmm. They are like they're probably paying double or triple like what it might cost to make something like that at a minimum of quantity. Because if you're making twenty, that's they're all samples basically. Anyway, just a lot going into the price of these of of this clothing <clears throat> right now. Um, but back to. <laughs> Back to, to HB, Travail, Travail uh, work shirt is one of my favorite things we've ever done, and, and I was HB. happy to, to have a hand in it. Um, some other stuff that I, got to, uh, that I got to push forward this year, you'll notice that I have on a Howler t-shirt right now. Yeah. Small graphic on the chest, no pocket. Yes. Remnants. Of- that was, that, this was big for me, because the only, prior to this season, the only options that we had were big graphics, no pocket, mm-hmm. or small graphic on a pocket. And I wanted small graphic, no pocket. So there's several options out there as well. You had your hand in the in the Grand X days for RG, same style. Yes, I like I like a small graphic. I don't always want a pocket. Yeah, you know. Um, and then a uh, a specific question was that I have. There's uh we've got some we've got a Huckberry capsule going. Did I have a hand in that? Not like I did in some of the stuff that I just mentioned. Um, but what, but what always comes through my way is like the execution and approval of all production fabrics and garments. Yeah. So I, I, I always see everything and, and then, you know, you'll, you'll notice that there's a, uh, there's a, a voltage, a lightning quilted voltage pullover, half zip 
with a like a kangaroo pocket on the Huckberry capsule, and then the ones we released uh, in our main line are full zip. And so that's the other type of decision making that that we do, and that I'm involved in is like, you know, small changes like that. Like we're doing something special for Huckberry. Let's give them the half zip anorak instead of mm-hmm. a full zip like we're doing in our our own line. Um, all right, man, we are. We're just burning through our time here today, Phil. Really doing it, aren't we? Yeah. Let's uh let's go for let's talk about the fall weather conundrum. This was I, I know a lot of people are curious about this too. And it's essentially we live in Texas here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really get that cold. Doesn't really get that cold in a lot of part of the South and Southwest and, and various other temperate climates. Why, why do we tell ourselves every year, why do we always like take the bait? Why, do we, why are we always getting exciting about the opportunity to start dressing for fall? And then it's 77 degrees on Thanksgiving. Because the fits look great on <laughs> Just That was a perfect example. Yeah, we just, we get duped. Yeah. We just- You're we, not going to wear any of that. We drink the Kool-Aid. Puffer jacket, you're right. And then, and then, yeah, I think, I think a, a small part of me is like convinced- Every year, much in the same way that I, you know, that a small part of me every year thinks that Texas will be good at football, like mm-hmm. this time, this, this is, is the year. year. This yeah. is the year. A little, a little piece of me. <clears throat> same thing with fall weather. I'm like, this is the year. We're just gonna get a nice fall season. October won't get over seventy. <laughs> October is the best time in Texas weather was. Yeah, because it's like seventy five all day, all, all the days. Beautiful. Yeah, no, it's great. So. We do do this, and then, like I said, it, it's October and November and still very, very temperate and mild. So I wanted to revisit a couple things that, that I know we've talked about. First is my ACL rule. <laughs> yeah, I know your rule. Yeah. I've talked about it before, so, you know, hear, hear me again. But ACL doesn't end until the second weekend of October. Mm-hmm. That's my marker for, like, when to when – to, start tapering off like my summer clothes basically. And maybe you get lucky in late September or early October with a nice chilly weekend. And that's, that's great. But I'm not, I'm not like making any closet moves. I'm not looking to start going, you know, into fall fits Mm -hmm. until ACL is done. That, that's my, that's my marker. And even if you don't live in Texas or, or you don't go to ACL, if you live in this type of climate, just put that on your calendar. It's like October 13th, basically. Yeah. Just don't even think about it until then. You also have a rule of only going the first weekend, correct? I do. I like, I've, I greatly prefer weekend one. Yeah. But I am going weekend two this year. Oh. And I've done, I've done wow. this, I've done this once before. Uh-huh. My biggest, the biggest thing is that in general, the park is much nicer for weekend one. For sure. The grass is, you still get the around. bright green, beautiful grass. Yeah, and then it's it is usually the warmer weekend, but it also seems to be the drier weekend, typically. Now, like two years ago, weekend two, park wasn't as nice, but you got some beautiful actual cold weather. Mm-hmm. Like people were wearing light jackets and hoodies at a festival, which is unheard of here, but sounds lovely. Um, but I'm I'm going to do weekend two this year. You going to go to Miley instead of George Strait? Nope, can't do it. <laughs> oh. I've never seen George Strait. Okay, yeah. I got I got a I got a. I got to check that box, man. Yeah, of course. You don't go to Miley Cyrus over George Strait. I, I really want to see the Miley show. 
I wish they had bumped Miley into the Stevie Nicks slot instead of getting Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think Miley knows all the words to Edge of 17? She could belt that thing out like crazy. Uh, I would like to see her too. Shut it down, Miley. I really, I'm, a, I'm a Miley fan. I would love to see Miley. It's a shame that, that they put her up against George Strait. Um, okay. The other thing here that I, I just wanted to, to run back is you, you got to force it some in the Texas climate yeah, and in, in temperate climates. You have to like, oh, it's not getting over 72 today. I'm wearing my hoodies. I'm wearing this light sweater. Like I'm wearing this light outerwear. And then if you find yourself in a position where it's too hot, then you just take it off. Like it's, it's pretty easy. But like look at our man's Justin Biebs out in LA. This, this dude throws on puffer jackets in the summer. Yeah. You know? He, he, you got Sometimes you just have to like kind of ad- adopt that celebrity mentality where you're like, I'm getting, I'm getting this kid off regardless of it being appropriate for the current temperature. So I think I, that's, that's one thing. And I, I know that w- one piece of that for Texas that it's, that, it, that it's hard is that we're never, we're not really outside all that much, right? We drive, we drive places. It's, you walk from your car to, to where you're going. And that's really it. Uh, and so it's like, it's very easy to just, to never, to just always wear like jeans and a t-shirt basically, right? Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you need more than that. So you just have to, just have to tell yourself that you're going to do it and then, and then do it and then just be ready to, to shed layers. Um, and then the, the bright side here, the silver lining to all of this, and I've preached this before as well, but like it, we do have some cooler weather in January and February here. Occasionally we get a blizzard um, and all the power goes out and you lose your water. Might happen again this year, apparently. The plus there is that you actually do, you can wait. You don't have to spend at retail, right? Because you don't actually need any of this stuff in September, October, and usually not November either. So you get to wait. So those Black Friday and and, and mid-November and then December and Christmas sales to like cop up on all your fall outerwear and knitwear. Mm-hmm. And that, that's getting a little bit more difficult to do. You know, we've seen a lot of places go under, no more Barneys, no more need supply. I, you know, the list goes on. Um, but it is still possible, you know, and you only need a few of these things uh, living in a place like this. So that that's the way I look at it is that I, I get to wait and get a better price and then still wear it when it is seasonal, seasonably appropriate here because those are our more f- fall-like months in January and February. The only thing I'll worry about is my size being gone. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it is getting harder. I feel like, I do feel like it, like, like brands are cutting down on stock. Mm-hmm. Um, we're far more concerned with waste in the environment than we've ever been before, which is a, which is a absolutely a net positive, but, but that's another reason why prices are going up is because a lot of people are, are a lot of brands and a lot of stores are pulling back on inventory, which means you need to charge a little bit more. Um, and that, that's why I've also talked about like looking out, like what I look out for at this point is less, you know, for, for stuff that I'm kind of vaguely interested in or that are, are, are maybe a little bit harder to pull off or, or not kind of like kind of are outside of, of general, I can wear this all the time. Uh, that's the type of stuff that I, I push back on, push later into the season. Mm-hmm. But for the other stuff, stuff that I really, I know I want to wear many times, I'm, I'm, I am looking at September, October when some of these places start doing their kind of like midway sales, which is a, a tactic that's become more and more popular. It's like 
if we can move product at 30% now, that's better than having it for another month and then selling it for 50 or yeah. 60% off. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that you're, that you're very interested in, you do get that opportunity to kind of get it in a little earlier and grab your size, even though the, the discount won't be as good. Uh, a specific question here that we got was from a, uh, a listener that said, is he wrong for getting a waxed jacket for fall in Texas? Do you think that's a, is that a bad move? No. Yeah. Get whatever you want. You're good. You're good, brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the thing. That's the thing about a barber or any other type of bell staff or any Orvis, any other wax jacket that you can find out there. It's good for a lot of stuff. And it's not like it's a heavy, heavy piece. No. Um, they're good in rain. You know, we get mm -hmm. some wet weather here over the course of the fall and the winter. And then, man, super, super versatile when you're, when you're in that kind of like light to mid piece of outerwear, because just, you can just wear that thing over a t-shirt if you want to. Yeah. And then a little bit colder, you step it up, you throw a hoodie, you throw a sweater on underneath. It's all about the layering. That's what we love about dressing for fall and winter anyway. Um, but, but yeah, f far different story than like, you know, if you told me that you copped a Canada goose down puffer for, you know, you got the Woolrich Arctic parka for, for Texas fall winter, <laughs> I would say, yeah, that might be a bad move. I hope you're go. I hope you're traveling somewhere cold, but a packing that kind of stuff, man, that's a real nightmare. Well, you got, you just wear it on the plane. Only option. Oh man, <laughs> I don't think so. Just sweat your ass off on the, the mask uh, on and the puffer. Oh, the, oof, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, no, a wax jacket, good no matter where you live, uh, as long as it occasionally gets a little, a little kill, a little chilly, a little cool, a little wet. Um, so don't, don't sweat, man. You, you're good to go there. Uh. Let's see. I think I'm going to save the rest of this for for future pods, Phil. Okay. We're, we're coming up on an hour. I feel like I've I've talked my I've talked your ear off already. <laughs> and um, well, my mouth is getting kind of dry. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's how I know I've talked too much on yeah. a podcast. So, any clothing thoughts? Closing clothing any clothing clothing, clothing thoughts. thoughts. That's a good pun. <laughs> any closing clothing thoughts, Phil? Fall, I'm a. Howler, wax jackets. What you got? Um, support Howler Brothers. There you go. That's a thought. Yeah, I I need to get a I need I need to get them to give me a code. A code? Yeah, coupon yeah. coupon code. That'd be nice. I'm gonna see if I can get a coupon code for the for the boys out there and the girls. Yeah, a lot of girls wear Howler. Again, the headwear is just so good. Hats are always good. My favorites this season are all like in the like like the in like the a lot of corduroy. Mm-hmm. So not quite time for them yet. Kind of a warm a warmer, warmer lid, you know? I want to see those. But they're they're yeah. Hats are always good. Outerwear is good. Like I mentioned, there's a there's a there's a bright yellow of that voltage lightning uh lightning quilted zip up jacket that that's a must that's a must have for me. Are you already earmarking some stuff? From other brands for Black Friday. So I talked about, like, I, I am in the market for some type of weird oversized cardigan, for mm. sure. Okay. Um, some of the, that's the type of thing that if it's like kind of weird, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking Black, I'm looking Black Friday more for that. Because mm -hmm. that's when I'll have time to wear it and, and, and it's not an everyday piece. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, Yes, there are a there's a there are a couple of uh couple of jackets that I have I have earmarked for Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Um 
One is from Orslo. Might throw that on a on a list. So check us out on patreon.com slash club cool if you wanna if you wanna see some of the stuff that I definitely have earmarked for Black Friday. You're marking some flare jeans. Um so the flare jeans that I mentioned that I that I would like to get mm-hmm. are like a custom pair off of a guy from Instagram. So no no black no Black Friday there. Okay. But um jeans wise I, I I need a new pair of jeans. I yeah. need a, I need I need like a I need something. I feel like John Elliott is just such an easy one to yeah. go to. Except for me, I need to have the length taken out of them. Yeah, which is which is tough in yeah. in some of this stuff. Levi's always does a good Black Friday. Uh-huh. The five hundred one ninety three is a great fit that I'm, that I'm going to be wearing all this fall. They're doing a, they're they're also like they're on they're on this looser trend. So there's there's all sorts of cropped and relaxed stuff on Levi's. Great place to look out for that type of stuff. But um, yeah, we can definitely come back to some some Black Friday, mm-hmm. you know, watch list stuff here on. A, we need to make a trip to Boston. UAL. You know, I've, I've totally forgotten about UAL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't found shit there in the past like <laughs> five times I've been. Maybe they're just loaded up because nobody's going. Maybe. Hopefully, they're still in business. Oh man. Hey, go get yourself a brush toothbrush as well. Yeah, that's B R U U S H, with a little, and you don't have to type this in, but it's got the little. The little two dots under over one of the U's. Ah, What's that thing called? Don't know. An oster tag or something? Sure. Greg Oster tag. <laughs> uh, Vancouver Grizzlies. Bruce. Bruce. Um, yeah. All right. More next week. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Um, Instagram at Club Cool Pod. Patreon.com slash Club Cool. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>